It's about commitment. That's what life is about that I've learned. It's commitment. How bad do you want something? So for example, you want to be the best commercial real estate investor. How bad do you want it? That's what I tell my mind. And so if you want something bad enough, that's what you got to go for. That's what you got to focus and commit to. And I think part of it is people think they're committed, but they're really only a toe in the water, or a leg in the water, not in the water, not getting deep. And it's hard to build that connection. up welcome back to the science of flipping podcast i am your host and before i get to our special guest on this episode as always we will talk about our number one sponsor minutepages.com if you are a real estate investor or an agent and you don't already have a website and if you have a website i would encourage you to go to minutepages.com to get your professional website for 97 dollars a month they are our number one sponsor and they have the most professional web websites around for all things real estate, minutepages.com. All right, guys. Well, we have another special guest here at the Science of Flipping. We have Ben Reinberg is in the house. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, Justin? How are you? Great to be here. Doing good. Doing good. If anyone can tell, the man is from Chicago. Uh, the second he said on with the on, uh, uh, you, you know, it's a Chicago. My, a lot of family in, in Chicago and in Milwaukee, and their O's are A's. <laughs> and so you know right away when someone's from yeah. Chicago or maybe Milwaukee, you when hear it. Wow, cool studio, Justin. Are you in Chicago? I'm not. I'm in Miami. Oh, are you from Chicago? Because I saw a 312 number, which is my hometown. No, where I'm happy to give you my numbers, just definitely yeah. not 312. All right. <laughs> um well, I appreciate it. It's actually interesting enough. It's um, we I just moved to Miami uh, in October last year in 2021, not 2022, but in 2021. Okay. So I took my business virtual when COVID hit. And so like I've really never needed an office, but I'll tell you, I am tired of not having an office. I'm an office guy. Yeah, me too. That's, so that's where I'm um, sitting in an office. That's right. So this is a home studio, nothing special. Looks cool, but nothing terribly special. So what, what, um, do, you, what do we want, what do you want to, to talk about? I was going to say, what do we want to achieve today? You know, a lot of people come to me and, and you know, I'm pretty selective to some extent um, to make sure they're offering value, right? So whatever you think is a mission, um, idea, concept, something that we can impress upon the people that is not me talking about real estate uh, all the time that's it right because without a guest then they hear me all the time so i want to try to make it about you and you know your ideals and your thoughts and whatever that is and so my understanding is you raised a whole lot of money and could probably help some people out with doing stuff like that so what do we want to talk about well i do you know what i do for a living i'm in commercial real estate where i'm a principal and uh with that being said, we own and manage commercial real estate throughout the United States. And right. last, which is, I'm an expert in office, industrial, and retail. So I don't know your real estate experience. I know it says something about flipping, 
which yeah. I'm not, that's not my all main. residential, all yeah, residential. I'm not a residential guy. I understand it because I own houses, but I'm not a residential guy, uh, even though I understand your business well. Um, so that's my expertise. And then 17 years ago, we got into the medical office space and then three and a half years ago, got into the veterinarian space. So long story short, uh, that's the flavor of what I do. And we're fiduciaries of capital. We raise money. We have a brand new fund that we're raising money for. And I think that was many, that's why I brought that up is there's a fund that you're raising money slash you already have a fund and Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my point is I'm open to take it, you know, you and I just, if we were having coffee, we could probably sit and talk for five hours, right? Just based around all this stuff, right? Right. Um, what I try to do is get succinct so people can listen to it, take something from it and either take action or, or whatever the case is. Um, just as a, a also, um, we've been tracking my podcast and almost never do people to get to 30 minutes. They usually will be done you know, car rides only 15, they end the episode and they essentially that's that. Right. right. Um, so I try to keep everything about 30 minutes, just so perfect. you know, because I have a, I have a, I have 1150 hard stop. So that's perfect. Done. We on it. So, um, again, I, I try to be a little more succinct because I think you and I probably could go on tangent on tangent on tangent. Right. We could get, right. you know, hours in, so I'd like to try to get something kind of poignant that you'd like to mention about, I mean, potentially even, you know, when, when Grant and I just did a podcast, he was just on my podcast and we kind of just went back and forth about single family versus commercial real estate. Right. right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he has yeah. 1200 doors, right. And he's like, Justin, you're fucking playing small. Let's go. Right. Um, you know, something like that, or, or you could say, Hey, All Justin, right. I know you, you know, we could spin some kind of conversation like that. Uh, but then I also want to make sure, A, I freaking pronounce your name right. Reinberg? Yes. Very good. Reinberg. Uh, Reinberg. I and like it. Yeah, with the Chicago accent, you're even better. But I, I, so I have a lot of family in Chicago. Hold on. Hold on. Right. No. I, I got it. I, I'm, so I'm sitting in our West Coast office. That's where I live in Newport Beach, but my headquarters are in Chicago. So I moved here uh, a little under a year ago. Nice. Give me the Chicago accent of your last name. Reinberg. Reinberg. That's right. Oh, well. All right. So do we want to push them somewhere at the end of this? Yeah, I'd like to push them to company website, my personal brand website, my podcast, Ben Reinberg, I own it, which is focusing. It's, we're leaning into more and more into commercial real estate guests or celebrities that own commercial real estate. We have people from all walks of life. Uh, it's about, it's, I own it means owning and being responsible for every aspect of your life. And so that's what it's about. Cool. And so well, let's we, just push them to, at the yeah. end, we'll, I'll let you kind of give them a couple okay. options. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um, let's just go in and just start yeah. talking and real estate. Just start talking real estate and whatever you want to talk about mindset and the difference, how technology's impacted the business. We could do a lot of things. We can go, you just lead and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll add value as we go. Let's go. I love it. I love it. All right. Ready? Okay. All right. I'm ready. What is up everybody? What is up? Welcome back to the science of flipping podcast. I am your host. And before I get to our special guest on this episode, as always, we will talk about our number one sponsor, minutepages.com. If you are a real estate investor or an agent, 
and you don't already have a website, and if you have a website, I would encourage you to go to minutepages.com to get your professional website for $97 a month. They are our number one sponsor, and they have the most professional web websites around for all things real estate, minutepages.com. All right, guys. Well, we have another special guest here at the Science of Flipping. We have Ben Reinberg is in the house. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, Justin? How are you? Great to be here. Doing good. Doing good. If anyone can tell, the man is from Chicago. Uh, the second he said on with the on, uh, uh, you, you know, it's a Chicago. My, a lot of family in, in Chicago and in Milwaukee and their O's are A's. <laughs> and so you know right away when someone's from yeah. Chicago or maybe Milwaukee, you when hear it. Well, welcome, dude. I'm excited that you're here, brother. Thank you. When um, you're from or when you're from Chicago, you gotta you gotta let that A draw out a little bit. It's it's our it's called the Midwestern draw. And be prideful about it, damn it. Right. So right. Uh well, I'm excited. You've had a lot of success in your career and in uh, we don't need to go do what's your entire background, but let's just kind of talk about the real world state of the real estate market. Um, you are heavily in a space that I'm not in transparency, heavily in commercial. Uh, I believe you said industrial, you're in the industrial space. Yeah. So we're experts. I'm an expert. My company are experts in office, industrial and retail properties, Justin. That's where we, uh, we play. We cut our teeth in office and industrial when we first started in the early 90s. I've been doing this a little bit over 28 years. That's when I started Alliance Consolidated Group of Companies, my company. And today we focus a lot on medical properties that originated. The genesis of medical properties was about 17 years ago, three and a half years ago, we got in the veterinarian property space, which we've done really well with. So we're office, industrial, and retail experts. That's the spaces we plan. We understand multifamily. We understand hotels and self-storage, but we focus on what we know. And that's those are the three, I would say, food groups and commercial real estate that we're experts at. Well, let's, let's talk about that for a second. You said something that really uh, hit home with me is focusing on what you know. And I can tell you, for those that have been listening to me for long enough, you know that I have lost multiple seven figures when I go outside of what I know. Mm -hmm. And I take that leap of faith, such as developments. Um, and so I think it's really important for us to maybe start at this. Why did you end up focusing in the genres you did, right? Obviously, my podcast is the science of flipping. I have predominantly house flippers, wholesalers of the like, uh, landlords. But I'm a believer in being a dynamic real estate investor. And I don't believe there's only one way to skin a cat. And I believe you should be dynamic, right? Um, and so I'd say, what drew you into the space of commercial, industrial, medical, um, more so than single family? Well, to me, it was uh, the numbers are bigger. I like, the, I like the game. It's a bigger game, which I like to change. Sure. Big game hunting, baby. I so where I went to college, a lot of my uh, colleagues, fraternity brothers, went into multifamily. Chicago has a huge multifamily presence, okay? Mm -hmm. And some of the top players in multifamily are, are, was the, are originally from there, you know? And people have multifamily segments. I have tons of guys that own thousands of doors and really wildly successful. They're not in the personal brand space. They would probably trump a lot of the people in the personal brand space with the multifamily if you saw what they own. Very experienced yeah. people. 
And I saw that and I said, okay, well, the cap rates are so low. It's really competitive. Do I want to get into the Chicago game and start buying three flats and six units and then build up to larger apartment buildings and then go nationwide as the internet came about? When I first got out of college, like there wasn't the internet like it is today to understand what the opportunities were. So it was a local regional yeah. business, Justin, when I got into real estate. So my thought was, okay, well, Chicago has a huge office in industrial market. I know I got to be local and regional in this business because that's what it was. So I said, okay, well, my, the, some of the largest corporations in the world are based in Chicago, in the Chicago area. And it's a good office market, good industrial market back in the early 90s. And I said, this is where I want to play. I want to be different than colleagues of mine that were doing multifamily, also looking at the icons in multifamily in Chicago. So I said, I want to do something different. And that's when I got in. I started teaching myself office and industrial, and I did my first deal. And then, uh, like I said, 17 years ago, we got into the medical office space. So to touch on your point, you get rewarded for focus, especially in business and our business specifically. So we spend a lot of time in the medical office space. That's a unique niche. You have to really uh, own the education for each type of tenant and the licensing laws and in HIPAA and how these properties function. Well, it takes a lot of time to really get up to speed in that learning curve. So we have a great focus on medical office. However, we do industrial and retail as well and general office. We Nowadays, we stay away from general office because general office has really changed since the internet and especially after COVID. People don't need as much office space. Uh, there's not as many tenants running around. The suburban office market is really a challenge right now. So if you're in the central business district of like down in Manhattan or downtown Chicago or Miami, you know, that's where the major tenants want to be that are expanding and they're filling up the buildings. But the suburban office market is really, really a challenge these days. So we well, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I think people want to yeah. talk a little. I don't know if they want to talk about I, I want to talk about it. Sure. COVID. How did this impact the space of office buildings? Right. Because. I've been in the residential space for 15 years. You've been in the commercial and industrial for 28 years, I think, I believe you said. So you, you double me, right? You trump just in general length of experience. So when I saw COVID come around, the very first thing I actually thought about the real estate market were San Francisco, Chicago, Manhattan, major, major metropolitan. I'm like, oh, they're fucked. It's over right? Because who, what are they going to do? They're going to have 10 million a month in the leases of this skyscraper and no one's going in. So how did COVID change? How's maybe it coming back? Why don't we talk a little bit about that? Or maybe it's not coming back. What are your thoughts on all that? It was a challenge before COVID. Okay. My headquarters in Chicago, we were in a class B plus class A office campus in uh, Bannockburn, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago. That was the perfect example of suburban office. And when you look at suburban office, the problem is even before COVID was there wasn't a lot of tenants with the internet. People didn't need as much office space. So you had uh, uh, tenant representation brokers that are running around asking for larger commissions, more TI. So the margins on general office start shrinking. And I saw that over the years. And we said, well, this is an asset where People don't need as much space. Uh, people have to fill up existing assets. New products can be a challenge to come on. 
And it said, well, if we want to stay in the office, where do we need to be? And that's how we transition into the medical office space. Medical office is different. There are multi-story buildings, but a lot of the doctor groups and physician groups and hospital systems like to be in front-facing single-story buildings that you could pull up to. And so your cam gets eliminated and there's a lot of benefits to those type of buildings that these medical tents are in, or they want to be in freestanding buildings and control the building as well. So we looked at and we took a different approach, but office, how it got affected by COVID was, you know, a lot of people getting comfortable working from home. So now all of a sudden working remotely became more in vogue than it was even pre-pandemic. And right. so for us, we are fortunate in the medical office space, generally speaking, you know, we have pandemic and recession resilient type real estate in medical office. We collect rents, a majority of the rents during the pandemic. And that's all subjective. Like, when do you think the pandemic was? Like, when I think of the pandemic, I think of like that heart when we're all getting PPP money in 2020. That's what I call it. Like when it was knee deep, you know, yeah. when, when, when president was coming on, he was talking about the vaccine coming out. That to me was like, knee deep COVID, not the next year when we started coming back, you know what I mean? So when I look at 2020, we, we were successful collecting rents and in general office has had an issue even pre-pandemic because of technology, people are working from home now. Now with all the technology we have, we have phones and tablets and VOIP systems and Zoom, you know, you could work from anywhere now. Now I'm an office well, and guy, so you are. Yeah. So it sounds like, and the reason why I'm kind of veering a little is it, so it sounds like the general office space still really isn't back. I mean, you're doing medical, but you also have normal commercial office space for the office, the normal company. Is that still not essentially coming back? I mean, I literally have been paying attention between Google, Salesforce, uh, you name the company, tens of thousands of people have been laid off in the last 10 days. Right. And I'm sitting there and these big boys have massive office space. Now, I think that plays a role in this, right? Their overhead is massive. I read an article. I don't I didn't verify it. But Facebook wrote a billion dollar check to cancel office spaces around the world. It doesn't. That's insane to me. And I didn't verify that that could have been, you know, clickbait of some sort. But like, I just don't understand it. And, and I know you're high on commercial and office spaces. And I'm not saying you're wrong because I don't know it the way you do. I just, a little bit of the common sense in me says, ugh, that's a play. Well, it's going to be a great time if you want to buy general office because you'll be getting them at great discounts with the vacancy factors going on. However, right. I just... I have a hard time really believing in general office unless I'm buying a CBD, a downtown type property. That's when I would look at general office. I just feel- and Maybe describe general office for everyone well, who may be- General office to me is, just to give you an example, say an insurance agent, mortgage brokers, attorneys, a company like me, a real estate company, uh, could be anyone. It's outside the medical industry I look at. Now, medical tents can be in general office buildings. That's possible sure. for services. However, at the end of the day, what ends up happening, Justin, is that a lot of these general office tents that just examples, I their, their business models have changed. Their staffing needs have changed. The way they organize offices to be more efficient. Like none of us have these huge copy machines in our office anymore. 
we have certain the way an office is designed has changed. When we designed our office in Bannockburn and we redid it, we totally had to readjust to the current times how we flow as an office. You know how the cubes are set up, having a bar for people to eat at. You know the different amenities you have to provide employees. So the functioning of an office has changed. And then all of a sudden you have COVID, and COVID says, "Wait a minute, we could just do Zoom meetings and we could do this and that." I don't like it because I like being in an office like you. I like the osmosis of interacting with people. I like tackling sure. in person. I'm a I'm a old school phone in person guy. That's why I like being in office like I'm sitting here today in Newport Beach in my office. However, a lot of people, even the younger generation, they've gotten comfortable saying, well, wait a minute, I like working from home. I could roll out of bed. I can go do my workout. I got more flexibility. I got no one watching me, okay, which I think is an issue with people working from home because the accountability factor can slide real easily because of human nature. We're, we're, we're really, that is, that can, we nature. can take that far left for sure. Oh, yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. Nature every day. And so all of a sudden, then all of a sudden measuring people became more important with KPIs. And it's basically everyone now that works for an employer, you're like a widget. There's no emotion. Yeah. There's like, it was in the office building rapport and, and all those good things we had, things have changed. And so general office is really an asset that we've kind of stayed away from, Justin, for a long time, and we enjoy medical office. Industrial is something we love and we continue to do, and retail, some retail as well, but even retail has had it hit from the internet, and the restaurants and certain single tenants net lease have done extremely well in retail. However, retail shopping centers that we own have really converted, generally speaking, to medical, which has been fascinating. Mm -hmm at like we went back about 10 years and we said let's take one or two properties and look at what happened well what ended up happening is we had banks and and retailers that that were compressing and downsizing and so all of a sudden we'd have a space and then the medical tents were running around they're like you know what we could be in great space get great visibility maybe it's a hard corner and we could move in there and so yeah. what's interesting about the space i play in is that if you don't have deep roots and we have a specific criteria we look at, you have the option to go into a lot of places, depending on your licensing requirements, square footage requirements. You can go into a general office if you don't have certain licensing requirements or fit your needs, or you have enough parking at the facility to a retail center where maybe you want that visibility and you want the foot traffic. Maybe it's an urgent care. So medical office has different gradations and different needs, uh, depending on where you play. Commercial real estate has changed drastically. The internet and COVID have really affected how you have to look at things. But at the end of the day, the real estate fundamentals are the same, Justin, when we do underwriting and looking at that. And what's interesting to me about the business is that what I love about medical office is that we're pandemic and recession resilient type real estate. Because you know why? The human body never goes out of style. You and your family, right. my family, my employees' families, our colleagues, we all go to the doctor every year in certain basis. You know, if you have an HSA program or health insurance, you can go back and look like, where did me and my family spend time at the doctor? Well, so one of the kids went to a dermatologist, orthopedic, uh, you know, it could have been OBGYN, uh, it could be an internist, it could be a surgery center. You know, the list goes on and on of the medical services we use, and that's never going out of style. 
And it's one thing I love about my business because it has this high barriers entry because when you really understand the tenants and their needs and how to underwrite it, it becomes, again, it goes back to your point. You are rewarded with focus, Justin. Extreme focus. Always, yeah. Always, and Always be the case. Well, and you bring something up that brings up my next question, which is this higher barrier of entry, right? And so obviously I, I speak traditionally to the to the residential real estate investor, whether again, you're flipping or holding or whatnot. How does an everyday Joe, maybe someone that even has a job, how do you break into this space, right? Like I'm sitting here thinking, well, you got to have a lot of money. And, and I even teach how to raise private money, right? So I already know that side. And I'm still thinking like, you're not walking around buying a strip mall for like a million dollars. Like these things are multiple millions of dollars, if not bigger, right? But how would someone even break in? And, and, and listen, I know you have a podcast and I want to direct people to you as someone that can in, be an influence in this space. Um, but how does someone break into this as an everyday, like aspiring real estate investor or maybe trying to level up? Let's even take that person. Oh, I have... 50 right. rental properties. And I'm just kind of like over rent, you know, single families. Like, how do I get here? Let's well, go there. It's a great question. And let's go there because one of the things I'm going to be doing is teaching commercial real estate. We're working on our content right now. And I plan on teaching as to as many people as possible. I want to impact people by cool. learning your business. So we're going to teach them how to pick, pick a niche, how to underwrite it. You'll, you'll stop doing real estate, by the way. I mean, it's so great that you're coming into the education space because it is People ask me all the time, why do I do the podcast? Why do I coach so many people? All this stuff. Because I built a business in real estate. It runs. But I'm fulfilled through in from coaching. Exactly. Right? I, it so, both makes money. They're both businesses. But one fulfills me. The other's borderline just transactional. A lot of money in my bank account, which fulfills me to some extent. But it's not as fulfilling. So you'll, you'll enjoy it. Well, what fulfills me is throughout the years, I've mentored a lot of kids in our business. It's something I've taken pride in. I've seen them grow. I've had people I've met, mentored that have transacted billions of dollars in real estate now in their careers. And I take a lot of, lot of, uh, lot, lot of smiles from that, a lot of gratitude. I feel really good when I see that. I'm very happy for those people. And I realized that I do a lot of teaching with employees and colleagues and, and brokers in our business and sellers. And I educate constantly. I don't sell. And I realized that wouldn't it be great to teach someone the business that maybe comes from an area. Being from Chicago, even though I don't live there anymore, is my hometown. And I always give this example. What if there's some kid on the south side of the Chicago that comes from a rough area and needs an opportunity to build wealth and break three and build a legacy for his family? How cool would that be if you could teach him commercial real estate and he could do a deal, do another deal? Maybe that impacts that person's lives. Maybe it's their spouse's life. Maybe it's their family, their kids, their, their parents, their grandparents. Maybe he changes 30 people's lives. Maybe he, he or she can impact other people as well. And so I felt that I have a gift and I've grinded for almost three decades in this business and a lot to offer. And I determined it would be it would be really rewarding to me to teach it. And so we're working on that. I'm going to be speaking as Love well. It. And obviously the podcast we launched uh, at the end of May, it's taking off really well. It's called Ben Reinberg, I Own It. It's about being 
responsible for every aspect of your life, which is really important, not only personally, but also on a business level as well. And Justin, at the end of the day, I felt, you know, I've been wildly successful in my business. Uh, I'm going to continue down that path. That's never going to stop. I love what I do and we're growing as a company. But I wanted to say, well, how can I really get on to my next life between speaking and impacting and coaching and helping and mentoring people? And so that's when this came about. And then what happened was they said, well, if you're going to do that and you should do it anyways, you should do a personal brand. I was not on social media, Justin, until 2022. I was on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Now I got a lot of followers and I'm about to, I'm about to break through and, and become the best. And I will be Love the number one commercial real estate investor on social media in the world. And, and, and we're going to make that happen. And the podcast, we're leaning into more commercial real estate guests to help people learn more about in different angles and what have people need to do and their mindset and daily routines and talk about their mind and body connection and all the things that impact, you know, their health, all that help create success, how it all comes together and owning every part of your life. And that's what the podcast motivates me. I've really fallen in love with doing the podcast and even being a guest, I get to meet folks like you, which I'm really grateful for because I learn yeah. and, uh, and I feel in life, you can't stop learning. And the podcast I go on on a weekly basis and my podcast as well. And all the people in our industry, I'm very blessed because I get to meet a lot of talented people and a lot of them know a lot more than me. And I love it because I just sit back and listen and take notes just like I will for you. And, you know, I'm not a residential real estate expert, but I'm always willing to listen and understand because there's always what I learned, Justin, is that there's tidbits and little items in everyone's business that you that are global that you can use framework, whether it's processes, how to sell, how to deal with people, HR items, marketing, you know, we're all kind of similar in certain aspects, even though we're in different industries or business, but there's some commonalities of what do you do in this situation? Do you have an SOP for it? Or how do you measure this? Or I want to bring in this person to raise equity. How do I structure the deal? So we're constantly trying to learn and improve every day. And technology, things are moving so fast. So there's the good and the bad. You could learn a lot from the internet and technology and social media. And the other thing is it could polarize you too. So the biggest challenge you have in life for your audience is how do you balance your mind? How do you deal with your mind every day? Because everyone says, well, you have these millions of thoughts that go through your head, which is true. And you will have a lot of disempowering thoughts about yourself and other people. And if you could switch that to be more empowering, it's a huge factor as you go through your day and in business and well, life. I call it info diet, right? I ask people all the time, what's your info diet? What are you digesting? What information are you digesting? And unfortunately, it's never, the answers suck most of the time. And it's usually the people, myself, yourself, and, and the high level people are like, oh yeah, I crush an audio book twice a month. I, you know, this podcast, this, you know, documentary, but the less than one percenters are typically, oh, I watched the reality TV show or I want, you know, they don't have the answer you really want. And then the concept is, well, you're not where you want to be in life. And the information you're digesting is about losers, essentially. Well, any correlation? There? Yeah, I, I think part of that, the, here's the underlying foundation of all this stuff. Well, all the crap you see on social media and everything. It's about commitment. That's what life is about that I've learned. It's commitment. 
how bad do you want something? So for example, you want to be the best commercial real estate investor. How bad do you want it? Well, I'm willing to give up certain things. Like I'll work on a Saturday, Justin, and people don't like that or a Sunday. You know, I have a Sunday call standing with my director of property management because she wants it that way. And I'm all for it. That's what we do. Okay. Cause that's what we do. And yeah. that's what I tell my mind. And so if you want something bad enough, that's what you got to go for. That's what you got to focus and commit to. And I think part of it is people think they're committed, but they're really only a toe in the water, a leg in the water, not in the water, not getting deep. And it's hard to build that connection or to build. They're committed as much as they want to talk about it. So I, you and I are very much in alignment about this, right? They want to talk about how they want to go out and crush it. And I want to make money and I want to drive this car and I want, and I'm ready to make a change. And I will. And they really like that because people's energy gravitates to it. And there's a lot of support around that talk, right? You and I would support that person talking that way. But as someone that has educated 10, tens of thousands of people specifically in this space, people love that talk. They love the support and encouragement. But when they haven't decided what they actually want, there's no way to put commitment behind it. And that's the key factor of what you're talking about is this commitment because if you, and I know you are true when you say this, you want to be the biggest, baddest real estate, um, uh, commercial real estate guy in the country, period, and educator, period, you will go do that because your, your reasons behind it, right? The decision you're making will connect your commitment. The challenge 99.9% .9 of the people have is they don't have a decision, meaning too often hear the what's your why, right? And I've, I've talked about this a lot. I'm sick and tired of people saying they're kids. And I say that respectfully because no shit, the answer is your kids. Duh, let's go to a deeper level than that. Because if you can get to a deeper level than that, your commitment will be supported. It has to be bigger than that. If it is just as surface level of you saying your kids, every parent's gonna say the same thing. We need to go deeper. And if you can decide that and figure that decision out, right? Decide what you want, like what you really want, you're going to have all the commitment in the world. Challenge is people don't know how to decide what they want because it's easier to actually just put on Netflix at night and not actually dig deep at night or early in the morning. Commitments fail, challenges happen, they quit. It's, it goes back to how bad you want something. I mean, how... What are you willing to sacrifice? And so I'll give you an example, like to go back to your point, when I was younger, it was about my kids. It was about, I wanted, I didn't come from money. I wanted to give my kids a lifestyle, my three kids, a lifestyle I never had, right? Traveling, great vacation, cars, a, a nice house. They could have friends over in, uh, amenities, uh, tutors to coaches and sports, you name it. My kids had it. I didn't have that. I didn't even know it existed when I was a kid. So I accomplished that. And I said, well, I'm not really, it's great. I accomplished it, but I'm not fulfilled. I'm, I'm not there. And I took a step back and I realized that I enjoy helping people and impacting them. I, I enjoy mentoring. I enjoy uh, when I can teach someone. I enjoy learning too on the other side. And I realized yeah. really what, what's behind all this. You know, and the money flows, it's like a magnet when you have that, when you're serving people and you're really helping people and putting people first. And that's a way that I've learned how to love myself and fulfill myself. 
is to help other people in business and life that I could share knowledge as an education and also develop a deep relationship with someone to learn from them as well. So it, it's about, you know, business is an evolution. You're younger, you're learning, you're learning how to deal with life, you're learning how to deal with relationships, you might have employees, and it's a learning process. It's, it's an evolution. And I think as you get older, you start kind of realizing, I just turned 53 this past Saturday, and you reflect back and you're like, okay, well, what I learned, what do I want to do? How do I change? I'm constantly working on myself. I got really into personal development a handful of years ago, and it's drastically changed me and helped me in all different facets of my life. And so it's an evolution. I mean, I would say to your younger listeners, work hard, grind, persistence, show up, be focused, be committed to what you want to do. If you fail, get back up, stay, stay in your lane, like stay persistent and focused on that niche that you're working on. Just because you have a failure doesn't mean that you got to pack it up and say, well, I got to go do something else because that, that's okay. Sometimes you do have to pivot. However, you still have stick with it, like don't quit. And I don't believe in can't contractions, can't, shouldn't, wouldn't, couldn't. I, I don't believe in those terms. I believe you can do anything. Everything's possible. You just got to put your mind to it. Your mind is your biggest competition. When I look in the mirror every single morning, Justin, it's Ben Reinberg versus Ben Reinberg. That's my competition. How am I going to deal with my mind? Am I going to go in and create happiness? One of my mentors said to me, he said, most people are looking to chase happiness, but if they were happy themselves, their environment would change. And he yeah. said, I, so along happiness. those lines, yeah. I would make the argument, happy wife, happy life. Yeah. I believe the same point you just made. It's not make your wife happy and you're going to have a happy life. Marry a happy woman and you will have a happy life. It is internal more than external, right? Same idea, same concept. And let me let me add to that too. If you want a good relationship, you have to be happy yourself, okay? Totally. And you have to be satisfied with yourself and love yourself, okay? Because that will resonate to your relationships, no matter what your relationship is. You have a spouse, girlfriend, whatever, whoever your significant other is. You have to focus on yourself, and be the best version of yourself, be happy with yourself. And I realized when he said that to me, I was like, holy shit, that makes a lot of sense. If I'm happy, my whole environment will change. But if I'm not happy and I'm looking for happiness, the environment's not gonna change. The only one that can change the environment is, my, is myself. And I hope your audience and your listeners really dig deep on that concept and let it sink in and process. If you're happy, your environment will change. That's the bottom line. And I realize when I wake up, Justin, every day and I look up and look in the mirror, I'm like, all right, Ben, is this going to be a great day? Are we going to make it happen? Are you going to empower yourself? You're not going to have disempowering thoughts in your head. You're going to love everyone. You're going to show love. You're not going to have fear. You're going to step into the story that you were made to be. Or are you going to live in fear? What are your choices? Because at that day, we all go through that as humans. We, it's like, am I going to live in love or am I going to live in fear? What am I going to choose? You said it best. What are the choices? So one right. of the things I'm that choosing, I was taught I'm by- I'm choosing love. I'm not going to live totally. in fear. Totally. And when I live in fear, and believe me, you have it all day. I'm sure I woke up this morning, I had some of it going on. Like, uh, like I got to raise equity or I got to do this. Or, you know, we had a great meeting last night. How am I following up? Like, 
all these thoughts are coming at me. And I'm going to say to myself, you know what? I'm not going to acknowledge that thought. I'm going to change my mindset and say, we're going to raise equity today. We're going to tie up that deal. I'm going to have, I'm going to kick ass and crush Justin Colby's amazing podcast today. You say those things and you think it and you believe it and you act on it. And guess what? You're happy. And when I'm That's happy, it. Justin, the best Justin comes out. We have a great podcast. We, we build a deep relationship. We help each other. You're like, hey, I have some thoughts on your residential building. Hey, I have some thoughts on your commercial building or, or hey, you're looking for this employee. Let me give you a resource. That's all out of love and not fear. And just that yeah. one concept can make everyone in your audience wildly successful. It took me a long time and a lot of money to get to that. I didn't know overnight. And we didn't have the internet and all these resources. But the beautiful thing about social media, I know people kind of downplay it and, and all these other things, is there's a lot of resources out there that you can open your eyes and say, man, is there some truth to that? Let me look into that. And knowledge and, and expanding your mind and having an open mind. And I think the other thing I can offer to your audience, and I didn't know this a long time ago, I thought I was always right, and I'm not. And I realized if I open my mind, and when someone doesn't disagree with me or criticize, it's an opportunity for me to learn. And I learned that a long time ago, Justin, is that if someone's criticizing you or you're not, or you're debating or an argument or whatever, uh, think about what they're saying to you and think about what is the lesson? Why am I having this? So when you have an argument with your spouse or you have a best friend and you're not coming in agreement or you have an employee, that you're not seeing eye to eye on, think about the, their truth. Think about what they're saying to you is like, find the truth in what they're saying. And if you can do that, your whole world will change because then all of a sudden you start respecting people, you start appreciating them, you're more grateful and you start looking at it, It's like, you know, Justin just told me this and what's the truth behind it? Let me understand it. You know what? That's a great point. I need to look into this, this, and this. You start processing and you start learning and you're like, that's how you improve and grow as a person. And so be open-minded no throughout there. You know, I know when you're younger, you're trying to build this house of cards, like I'm successful and I want to drive the nice cars and, and live in a great house and all these things. It's a process, okay? And I know, the, I know social media can taint it when you see a young guy driving a Lambo in the area I live in now, you know, but the reality is not everyone's like that. And you have to be happy with yourself. So if you're happy with yourself, you'll create the environment you want in your life, which creates success. And that was just a huge thing that I learned that has really impacted me. And I hope everyone else can learn from my, my learning of what I spent a lot of money and time to, to develop. Well, I appreciate you, brother. And I'm sure everyone listening here appreciates that, that sentiment. Where can everyone find you? Where, where would you like them to reach out to you if they would like to? I would say there's a couple of resources. One is our company website. It's alliancecgc.com, which is charliegeorgecharlie.com. So it's alliancecgc.com. That will talk about our new fund. We're raising 50 million equity. We're buying about $130 million of medical properties. We launched it this summer. It's going really well. We've loaded some assets already into the fund. We're raising money every single day. That's a good way to connect with us. We have a lot of content about commercial real estate on my corporate website, testimonials. You can learn in abundance just by going to my website. If you want to learn about me and about teaching commercial real estate, my podcast, and follow me on all the different platforms, 
go to benreinberg.com. If you're looking to have your life impacted and you want to learn about how health, wealth, relationships, business, commercial real estate, how it all comes together into your life so you can own your life like we do, uh, go to Ben Reinberg, I own it. It's my podcast it's on every platform. We have one come out every single Tuesday and it's all about adding value. That's all it's about is adding value with great guests. We talk about the mind and body connection. We talk about commercial real estate. We talk about business. We talk about human behavior. We have a lot of women that come on the show that give a different perspective as well compared to the men. It's fascinating. I just love it because I learned so much just listening to people and being able to talk just like we're talking. So those are the best mm -hmm. ways to follow me. Either go to the company website, my personal website, go to uh, uh, my podcast, you know, and, and business, you can go look me up on LinkedIn as well and anything else. And my company Alliance uh, CGC, we're actually revamping all our social media, which is getting pretty exciting. So a lot of ways to engage with me. Cool. Well, I appreciate you showing up today. I know you have a hard stop. I have a hard stop. Thank you for spending this much time and pouring into my audience here at the Science of Flipping. I appreciate you, dude. Great. Thanks, man. Great seeing you. And uh, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. All right, guys, that's all for this episode. We will see you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.